Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This is, I love, look at this thing. Have you you changed the uh, ribbon recently? I have not. Can you tell that I need to by the... No, you you don't really need to because... Are you rolling? Do you want to get oh, this stuff Oh, we're rolling. Right oh, we're getting it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. And I'm Trisha Bobita. And we're kicking off our new season of Nerdette with our biggest guest ever. I'm going to say ever. Yeah, ever. Here with us this week is Tom Hanks. And my typewriter. Because Tom Hanks, the winner of two Oscars and four Golden Globes, a Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient, and probably the most famous movie star on the planet, is joining us on Nerdette this week to chat with us about his obsession with typewriters. I brought my 1939 Underwood typewriter into the studio here at WBEZ, and here's what happened when Tom Hanks saw it. All right, here's your margins. Did you know this? Have you explored this typewriter? Not as much as you have right now. (laughs) So you flip this thing in the back, boom, like that. Uh Here's how you adjust the margins. Okay. Oh, gotta, that's cool. You gotta push this. Oh, sorry. Hold on. You gotta push it in a little bit. I'm gonna say that this typewriter was made sometime in the 1930s. I think it's a 39. Yeah. Okay, 39. So pre-war, <laughs> a lot of technology came out of World War II. Okay, so here's the here's the first test of any typewriter you might purchase. <laughs> All a right. Typewriter that is old. Let's listen for it, shall we? Hear that? Got a little ding. That. Now that's a, not a very loud ding. But it is there. (laughs) And the truth is, you don't need to have a big ding. Okay, I feel like we should jump in here and let our listeners know that by this point, we had not even asked Tom Hanks a question. Not a single question. (laughs) He just saw my typewriter and got so excited telling me about all the buttons and the levers, and he went on and on and on. This 1938 machine is, for a long time, almost all typewriters had these relatively small round keys. You know what you have to do? You just have to figure out where the margin release has only... This odd, mysterious silver button now, here on the side. You'd be amazed like at how, how much your ear seeks that ding it. out. And the fact though. is, the ding goes off before you actually stop. Okay, Tom, so why typewriters? How did this obsession start? Well, it started with a free typewriter. Uh, my, my good friend uh, got a brand new Olivetti electric typewriter, and he had this typewriter that he gave to me as his spare. And there was one class in high school that my father insisted I take which was typing. (laughs) I don't think my dad was sure where my high school actually was in the city, but he did say, you're going to take typing because that's a skill you'll remember for the, you'll use for the rest of your life. He was right. And he was absolutely right. I took a (laughs) semester of typing, uh, but I did not have a typewriter. And when my friend DJ gave me, gave me his typewriter, well, then there it was. And I, I pounded that thing for the better part of, I guess, you know, five years until 
it was no longer operating to its maximum. It, it began to sp- skip a lot, particularly in the space bar, which is maddening. Yeah. There was a loose portion of it. Nubbin? Well, it rattled, you know, the, and no matter how many times I tightened the screw, it would still come on loose. And what I did not realize is that, that I, he had given me a really a junky, worthless <laughs> 1970s era machine. And I found this out when I took it to get serviced uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, I walked into a, a business machine store and there was an old fellow. I'm going to say he was German or Slavic or Polish. He had a bit of an accent. And uh, he said, uh, how can I help you, young man? And I said, well, I'd like to get my uh, uh, typewriter serviced. It's, uh, you know, it's got problems with it. And he said, uh, young man, I will not touch this. Oh. And he explained to me that I, I was in possession of a toy. It was a thing that looked like a typewriter. But it was made of plastic. It was a hunk of junk. It was badly designed, poorly manufactured. And then he showed me a wall of his his portable typewriters. And I ended up walking out of his store with a Hermes 2000, which he sold, sold me for $45. And uh, alas, that typewriter succumbed to a lot of movement and kids who destroyed it. And I don't know where it is now, but I, I, have, uh, I have the same machine. And what they are are self-contained printing presses with which you can change the world. And the permanence of a typewritten letter that means that I've said this many be- times before and I've written about it is that understand that a good piece of paper uh, has a rag content to it. This is not a good piece of paper. This is just printer paper. Well, I'm come guessing. on, man. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I know you're on a budget here at WEBBZBD. Um, but what happens is there is ink on the ribbon. There is a, a mold on the hammer that is the key. And when you press that hammer onto the ribbon, the letter is stamped not onto the paper, but into the actual uh, fibers of the paper. It's almost like paint on a canvas. And so therefore, it will last for a thousand years. And depending on the machine and the font and the pressure of your fingers and your style of typing, it will will be almost as recognizable as, uh, as your fingerprints, as your penmanship. And I think they're beautiful objects. And there's no reason that you shouldn't be using them uh, all the time for uh, absolutely everything. By the way, this button right here. Yes, please. This will reverse, <laughs> this will reverse the, the, oh, the orbit of the... Now, Trish, where do you keep this typewriter? I keep it in its container, the box that's its carrying case. So I don't want dust getting all in it. And so I keep it closed up most of the time. Strike one. Where do you keep <gasps> it? Right in my living room. Where in your living room? On a shelf. On a shelf. Okay. I'm going to take that strike away. Oh, good. Okay. Because that's Ooh. good. Because what you do not want, you this must be in uh, eye shot. You oh, yeah. cannot put it under a thing or in the back of a closet or anything. Uh, the, you, so you're looking at the typewriter case. I'm going to say every day. Yeah, it's so, under under my television. So yeah. <laughs> well then, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess you would be. Now, do you have to bend over to pull it out, or is it pretty effortless to pull it out? It's pretty easy to grab it. Yeah. Okay. It's front and the center. easier, the better. Mm-hmm. Now, what you honestly should do is keep your typewriter out. All you, if you have a supply of paper ready to go, like I'm going to get some sheets, better paper. All you have to do is <laughs> look. Better. Just put it on top of it like that, uh-huh. and that will be an effect effective enough dust cover. Oh, that's good right. to know. I was worried about that. Right. No, I know. I know because you think, oh, it's going to get all gummed up. If you use it every day, all, then you have to just come home and say you're going to write a, a note to your lover, a shopping list, a memo to yourself, mm-hmm. the first few stanzas of an epic poem that will win you the Nobel Prize. Yes. 
You might have that idea in the time that you bend down below your TV, pull out the case, put it on the open it up, figure it out, and pull it out of its case. That inspiration may have been may have been lost to you. Mm. I recommend keeping it out with a stack of paper. And if you want to get a thing, you know, a, a rubber deal, a plastic thing, you can get those anywhere on. Okay, they're not really good looking though. Yeah. So, All right. Or, but if you want, make your own lucite transparent box that you can sit. Oh, that over would it. be cool. I do have some of those. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, right handy, the special paper that might have your name on it, and the special envelopes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would match that paper. And then, what you have there is essentially a word processing machine that you can use every day, that you will never lose the data, and can never be hacked by the forces of evil. Yeah, that's important. and all you no. have to remember to do is put the put the, what you typed into an envelope or hand it over to the people you love or stick it in the mail and that's also assuming that the post office remains in existence for a while in a minute tom hanks enlightens us about all the mysterious levers and buttons on my typewriter you're listening to nerdette Hey, one more thing. For the first time ever, right now, you can support Nerdette and get some awesome swag. Make a tax-deductible donation to WBEZ, and you get to choose a Nerdette mug, notebook, or both as a thank you gift. Text NERDALERT to 30644. That's NERDALERT to 30644. Thanks. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Now, here's this little lever here. Uh, I'm, there's only really three, mis- four mysterious levers on this, which is good. <laughs> What's this one again? This is the uh, ribbon. The ribbon reversing. return. Yep. Yeah, I return the You're direction. Quizzed. And what's this? That's for the margin. Margin release. release that's right. The touch, the touch, touch typing yep. lever. Mm-hmm. Now, and this one here. You know what this is? <laughs> this is the big McGilla kids. Are you ready for uh-huh. this? This is as close as you I get to to being able to true making a true word processor. This is like the the for emphasis. For a bold font or a – you would slide it up to this lever up to the circle with the red uh, – uh-huh. uh, the red coloring. Now, you would have to buy – and they sell them and you can still find them – the two-tone ribbon. Black on the top, red on the bottom. So that when you slid this up to the red, whatever you typed would come up just like a red-letter edition of the New Testament nice. in red. So say you're ta- say you're writing a, uh, to your mom, dear mom, I want you to have the slide it up to red happiest, <laughs> slide it back down to black of Mother's Day because I up to red in red love in red letters back down you and that's where you could add you know a fabulous kind of thing making it a true. Uh, no, not every. And not must every. Must have blown people's minds when that first option appeared. You can do two colors at once. It must have just been like. <laughs> 
each of these incremental changes uh, to the technology must have been so exciting. Like, there, now we're kind of joking. There was panemo- pandemonium in the streets. Pandemonium in the streets. When this <laughs> happened. There were long lines around the Underwood showroom in which people slept overnight in order to be able to f- be first in line <laughs> to get that champion model typewriter with the uh, with the red ribbon uh, options. I mean, people so, get pretty excited when there's a new emoji added to the phone. So I just imagined it would be similar. <laughs> like, a new way to communicate is exciting. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Now, there's also mysteries in this keyboard that you should know about. Like, how do you type the number one because the number keys only go from two to zero. Yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So what do you do? The I, the capital I. No, you're so close. (laughs) Think again, think again. The lowercase L. The lowercase L is identical to the number one. Uh, How do you type an apostrophe? You do a comma in a weird place. The look of disappointment yeah, he does look is really, really You know, I'm going I'm to give you a strike on that, just a strike one. So if you're, if you're trying to make the contraction can't out of cannot, all right. So cannot would, of course, be C-A-N space N-O-T, right? I think cannot is one word, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, we'll fight about this in some other broadcast. <laughs> I never said I was an expert in, in, in such things. Say you want to write can't, C-A-N. Shift, capital shift, go up to the eight key. What is that right above the eight? That, my friends, is the apostrophe. There it is. And T. So the rhythm of typing an apostrophe enters into it. Because you're going... Did you hear that? Let's hear it one more time. Ready? Here's how you type cannot. All right. Here's how you type can't. Did you hear that? It's got a little more of a rhythm. It's got a real kind of like bongo beat there, a little syncopation there. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's whatever the mysteries are in this keyboard. That might be Exclamation points. Exclamation points. (laughs) Thank you. How do you type? Okay. You type a period. Sure. Then you backspace, which is oddly enough, this this is what makes typing easy. What does this key say right here? Does it say backspace? It says backspace. <laughs> you hit backspace, which moves the carriage back one space, and then you type the apostrophe, which is capital eight. And there you have an exclamation mark. This keyboard right here, which does not have that many keys, is it is all you need to recreate everything from Ulysses to the screenplay of The Matrix. You can do it all right here on this little 1938 keyboard that... I mean, let feel. Uh, hold on. I'm going to drop this thing on the on the desk. Are you really? Listen to this. I'm only raising it up about three inches. <laughs> That's heavy. Now, I hear that thing. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you right now. If you did that with your laptop, Ooh. you might be taking it to the shop for it to be <laughs> uh-huh. repaired. This thing is bulletproof, nigh-on indestructible. In fact, if you wanted to murder somebody. <laughs> You would tape this to their hands and throw them into the pool. Don't give her any and ideas. And they would, they would rest down the bottom. They'd never be get it. This thing will drown you. But the main thing is all you need for this thing to last forever is a little oil, uh, the ability to either get uh, the ribbons or to re-ink them yourself, which you can do very easily by going on the Internet saying, how do I re-ink a, 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 cart- uh, a, a typewriter ribbon? And, and there you go. Look how easy that lifts up. I'm now looking at the guts of the machine. It's a very clean machine. Bravo. Thank you. Yeah, some people might have just a little bit of typewriter oil, which you use so sparingly. But look at that bad boy. This is, 
This is a gorgeous, gorgeous machine. We suspected you might be a fan. Now, here's the thing. Okay, uh, made in the USA, uh, patent, predicted by United States patent, product of the Underwood Corporation. Do we know where it was based? Anybody? I, the I, Underwoods? This is how no. I, I don't know where Underwoods came from. Let, let me tell you one. Okay, this is a good story about, about typewriters as well. One of the, the <laughs> first manufacturer of typewriters in America uh, was the Remington Corporation. Mm-hmm. So they started playing around with the idea of a typomatic, you know, inscribing machine in the, in the late 1800s. They have all sorts of variations on it. And the first machine that actually resembles what we type on today was presented by and manufactured by the Remington Company. Any ideas why? No, what were they doing? Usually what they were trying technology to, is based on a war problem of some sort. You're halfway there. Remington made their fortunes by building weapons during the Civil War. Uh, yeah. After yeah. the Civil War, what are they going to do with those, those steel foundries and those, uh, those guys? Oh. They, they began to say, well, maybe we can take our metal knowledge and turn them into this new thing. And they made typewriters. So there's a biblical, you know, swords out of plowshares there. The pen is mightier than the sword. Well, the typewriter is mightier than the musket. So there, there's, there's that element of it, too. That's so, beautiful. Uh, that's uh, just another little walk through. Uh, and I wish I knew where Underwood. See, some people know where Underwood fe- were made. I don't know where Underwoods are made. We'll I'm, look not, into I'm it. not that kind of a geekazoid. <laughs> but this, where did you Google get it the, yourself, where everyone. Did the, where did you get this machine? I got it off Craigslist, actually. Really? So I was on the hunt for one that I want. I wanted a usable one because I wanted to start typing on one. And so I was on Craigslist and met somebody at a Panera Bread and they handed it over to me and I gave beautiful. him 50 bucks. Fifty bucks. Yep. All right. You have proven the physical formula that I've worked out. The algorithm for old uh, manual typewriters that none are worth more than fifty. <laughs> oh, there you go. Although I have I have paid more than fifty dollars just because I wanted to have the machine. But in all honesty, I have so many that I'm giving a lot of them away because I don't want to be a. Are you at the point now where there's so many that if you write a letter on one, you just send the whole typewriter uh, and letter? I have come close. <laughs> I have come closer to. I try to rotate them all into use, and I just have too many of them. I I just can't. Uh, but this, thing. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if this Underwood champion that I'm looking at right now was the only typewriter I could have, I would be completely satisfied because this, I'm going to tell you right now, your great-great-grandchildren will, will type on this machine. Mm-hmm. So start typing them letters right now, throw them in a shoebox and hand it over when the time comes. It's a, it's a great machine. Oh, one question. Sure. I think we're going to get yelled at very soon. Oh, who Tom cares? Mike. They work for me. <laughs> um, Alas, this is one aspect of, of 1938 technology. They never felt as though you'd ever have to double space a page because uh, I yeah. don't I don't see a a, a spacing uh, feature on the on the return bar. But what you would do is you just well do it twice if you oh, have yeah, to do that. Go. So they trusted mm-hmm. you to to control your own destiny back then. Freedom through typewriters. Freedom through typewriters. So there you go. Tom Hanks, thank you so much for coming on Nerdette. I love talking about typewriters. Yeah, we can tell. That's awesome. Lovely talking to you. In just a minute, I take over Tom's typewriter quiz. You're listening to Nerdette.
Okay, Trisha, I think it's fair to say that you could have performed a little better as Tom quizzed you about your typewriter. Yeah, I mean, I think technically you have negative points and I'm maybe breaking even, but yeah, that's regardless, well, I could have done better. You You're know, right. it wasn't negative points. It was a strike and I accept <laughs> my strike. I realize that saying you could just put a comma in a weird place as an apostrophe is not acceptable in typewriter rules. So here we are with the help of our producer, Candice. I actually have a really amazing set of questions for you. So that you can more quiz, more quiz. Yes, we want you to redeem yourself about the typewriters. So we we accrued some typewriter fun facts. Can that I be I would really like to honest to you? Yeah, I'm having like test anxiety. Are you heart really? Palpitations. I'm kind of nervous to. <laughs> That's to do great. This, yeah, but... Candace and I were like super cautious to make sure that you did not see any of this yeah, information. Genuinely... And I'm holding these pages in front of you. <laughs> I don't know how well I'm going to do on this quiz, <laughs> and I feel like I should have studied more. So we've decided that if you don't, we want it's four out of five. And if you don't I have to get a B. You have to get a B. And if you don't get a B, you can't use Slack for a day. You have to use a typewriter instead. Oh, my God. And this is, you know, for those of you who don't know what Slack is, kind of our, like, IM messaging service that we use amongst ourselves. And a lot. So that would be a lot lot. of typewriter Yeah, so, yeah, you would be typing Which would make Tom Hanks happy. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it might be really fun, actually. Okay, but I really don't want to lose because I really don't want to have to do that for a whole day. Question number one. All right. Which of the following is a real thing that scientists study that involves typewriters? Are you ready? Okay. A, the Boltzmann typewriter constant, which is a physical constant relating the average kinetic energy of particles in a typewriter keyboard with the temperature of the typewriter keyboard. That sounds very fancy, but I don't know. What are my other options? B, positron emission typography, which is a nuclear medicine functional imaging technique, which is used to observe metabolic processes in the style and appearance of typewritten matter. I feel like that one sounds a little more made up. And C, the infinite monkey theorem, which says that a monkey randomly hitting typewriter keys for an infinite amount of time will eventually type a given text, such as the complete works of William Shakespeare. So what do you think? A, Boltzmann typewriter, B, positron emission, or C, infinite monkey? C. Yes. In fact, the monkey would eventually type every possible text an infinite number of times. Unfortunately, the probability of any of this actually happening is pretty close to zero, but not actually zero because math. Yeah. So in this case, like the limit does not exist or something. But <laughs> but there's not immortal monkeys, are there? No, I mean, yeah, there are still a lot of problems. It's a theorem. There's problems okay. with this <laughs> it's a being theorem. a thing that happens. Okay. <laughs> it hasn't been tested. It's not like monkeys are like lobsters and they're immortal until someone no. kills them. But also are lobsters immortal? I know, no, I don't I know. I think this is off topic. Okay. Question two. Which of the following is a recent typewriter invention? A, a hydraulic typewriter that can turn letters into cocktails using the keys and 136 translucent interconnected tubules. If that exists, it's in Brooklyn, <laughs> but go on. B, typer, which is that doesn't have an E, you know, all that internet. internet. Yeah. yeah. A typewriter dating app that matches you based on your typing rhythms and patterns. You're shaking your head no. You don't like that one. Or C, typer with an E, which is a peer-to-peer online marketplace that allows people to rent short-term typewriters from each other. Oh, I hope that one exists. Can I say C? But would you I be wrong? You could say C. Oh, no. Uh, I hope it's not B. So it's got to be A. Yes, a typewriter cocktail machine. It's in Brooklyn, right? It's not in Brooklyn, but it is by one of those millennial internet DIYers. Of course, you can actually see a picture of this. We'll post it on our internets and everything. This is made by the person who goes by the name of Morskoy Boy, and he clearly doesn't have enough time on his hands. But it is pretty cool looking, I gotta say. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm into a thing that is both typewriters and booze. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a good cool. combo. It's a winning combination. Okay. Question number three. Which of the following is a real thing that someone turned a typewriter into? A, an Oscar gown. B, little jars to store overnight oats in. Or C, an octopus. What? <laughs> How can <laughs> someone turn... This is a turn... really great question. Like an octopus sculpture? To, well, yeah, like not an opti- a real octopus. A sculpture of an octopus made out of typewriter? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because not an actual typewriter. Or not, not an actual octopus. <laughs> an actual typewriter, but not an actual octopus, okay. yes. It was like, you guys, I'm not that dumb. You don't have to give me one that's so clearly impossible. A real live octopus. Um, I think there's a really amazing octopus sculpture made out of typewriter that I've seen on the internet. That's yeah. my choice. Yeah. Uh, correct. Yes. We will send you the board panda link so that you can <laughs> witness it again. All right. Are you ready for question four? Yes. Tom Hanks told us that you should never pay more than $50 for a used typewriter. However, several Underwood champions are being auctioned on eBay right now for quite a bit more than that. Which of the following is the highest asking price? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. A, $139. B, $399. Or C, $3,999. Ooh. I'm going to go with B. Correct. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. I think a really fancy specific typewriter some collector who has cash to burn would spend $400 on. But not whatever that third number was seemed like too much. Yeah, $4,000. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Okay, here's your fifth question. This is not multiple choice. This is this is free answer. So you can just think about it's it. It's the okay? essay section. Yeah, this is the essay section. Here's the question. What is the only state name that you can type on one row of the keyboard? What? I'll think about it for a minute. It might be a state that's close to my heart. <laughs> Alaska. <laughs> Yay! I would still like some more typewriter messages from you in general. That's fair. And you definitely need to write Tom Hanks a thank you note on your typewriter. Oh, absolutely. That's it for this week's show, but we have to tell you we are very excited about next week's guest as well. I talk with awesome, amazing hip-hop artist Lizzo about all the things, and we listen to a bunch of her music. It's super fun. Check it out. The show is produced by us, Trisha Bobita, and Greta Johnson, along with Joe Dassault, Justin Bull, and Candice Mattel. Our executive producer is Joel Meyer. Subscribe to us on iTunes or follow us on NPR One. Thanks to Emily Flavored for the iTunes review. What does an Emily flavor have notes of, do you think? That's a really good question. Sweetness. Oaky? Yeah, I think there's some oak, some vines. (laughs) We're just making it weird. (laughs) You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are at Nerdette Podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear. Your homework is obviously to buy a typewriter. Do your homework. Do your homework. It's from Tom Hanks. You should do it. He really wants you to. I'm going to do it. Are you? Yeah, ma'am. All right, I'll help you find one. I'm really excited that I can help you find a typewriter because <laughs> I can't justify buying more for myself, but really? getting to shop for one is very exciting. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to the Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.